Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast. On KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Check out my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com, to get the books. Go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. And I am glad for that. You have to start by saying, I am grateful I have no desire to drink today. Often when I say that to you, I close my eyes and let that really land. I have no desire to drink today. It's a gift. It is a gift for alcoholic. be restored to sanity which is according to the big book what I am according to the big book if I can if I'm not suffering from the insanity of the first drink the ways the big book describes I am recovered And I am in a restored to sanity. I've been restored to sanity. Pretty amazing. I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's. Mixed with some Don Francisco's Hawaiian hazelnut. Sounds very exotic when I lay all that out. Even though you get the Don Francisco's in a can. At a... At an American grocery store like Vaughn's or Albertson's for like six ninety nine in the right spots. You can get it at uh, Target or Walmart. But it sounds very exotic. I think I mentioned to you. That originally it was just called hazelnut many years ago. And I got it one time. I was going camping just to like, I don't know, mix it up a little bit. I normally, I can't stand flavored coffees. They're really usually terrible, I think. But it was so good on the campfire to make this hazelnut. And then it became a very special thing when... I discovered it was good at home too, and then 
So anyways, there's lots of sentimental attachment I have to it. So it's Casual Friday. You know what that means. That means that today I am wearing jeans. <laughs> Is that still funny? Was it ever funny? I have some of this. I, it's like I have like 10 jokes that I just repeat over and over and over. And I don't even know if any of them are good. Anyway, I'm going to share with you and talk about my version of the third step prayer. If you want to turn to the big book with me and open to page, hold on. I'm sure there's big book thumpers out there who are like, right now they're like, page 63, page 63. Just be patient, okay? If you're really a big book thumper, you'll practice patience with me, okay? Page 63. Second paragraph. We are now at step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou will. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties. The victory over them may bear witness to those I would help. Thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. We found it very desirable to take the spiritual step with an understanding person, such as our wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor. But it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wording was, of course, quite optional. So long as we expressed the idea, voicing it without reservation. This was only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made an effect, sometimes a very great one was felt at once. I have to say that I expressed the idea in my heart and really didn't have any words to it at all, but the, I expressed the idea in my heart and a very profound thing happened to me. And I didn't know I was doing that at the time. I had no idea. It wasn't until I got a sponsor and met with him later on that I learned that that's what had happened today. It's very clear to me. The form was irrelevant. The substance was everything. So it didn't matter that I didn't get down on my knees and pray in a very specific way and say very specific words. I meant it. I meant it. And I didn't even believe in God. I was open to there being a power greater than myself. 
And I said in my heart, whatever you are, take me. I need help. I'm open now. Whatever you are. And it happened to me when I was sitting in the back of a meeting that I've shared about on here. First time I qualified, first time I identified rather as an alcoholic, the first time I said that I was an alcoholic. I was sitting in the back of that meeting. I was looking around and I was just having epiphany after epiphany after epiphany on this night. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, wow, these people have stayed sober since last Sunday when I was here. These people have stayed sober for seven days. And the next thought was, wow, these people have stayed sober for like longer than that. A lot of them. And they look okay. They look happy. They're laughing. A lot of them seem downright comfortable in their skin. I'm sitting in the back of the room. I'm having these thoughts. I'm looking at this. And I'm like, wow. There is something here. And whatever it is, whatever you are, whatever is responsible for the sobriety I am looking at, take me. I'm falling into your arms. That's, that is what I expressed in my heart, sitting there in the back of the room, my eyes wide open. It was not a conscious thought. The conscious thoughts are the ones that I just shared. Like, wow. Like, what's happening here? These people are staying sober. I could not at that time conceive of staying sober for 24 hours. Couldn't conceive of it. It's impossible, it's out of the question, it's laughable. But sitting there at the back of that room, I, in my heart, expressed the idea that the step three prayer um, articulates. God, I offer myself to you. Whatever you are. I don't understand God. Whatever you are, I offer myself to you. I see there's something that's bigger than me. Please relieve me of this hell that is self. My ideas, my agenda, my fears, my resentments, my self-pity, my me, me. 
what I think should happen, how it's affecting me, what am I getting out of me, just all relieve me of the jail of that. Just take me. I'll do whatever you say. Take away my difficulties, not my problems. It's a big difference. I'm like, God, take away my problems. I'm. If I say that, there's all kinds of stuff I'm not understanding. I mean, I should do a whole episode on that, my thoughts about that. If I say, God, take away my problems, there's just a universe of stuff I am being delusional about. But take away my difficulties. Not for me. But take them away so I can serve you. I just don't want this to be about me anymore. Please. Whatever you think I should do. I'll do it. I'm abandoning myself utterly to this power. That is in my heart of hearts. On my wife's soul. What I expressed in my heart. On that night. On that night. I did. Steps two and three. On that night. I came to believe there was a power greater than myself. That could solve my problem. And I made a decision. To. Submit to that power. Didn't even know it. But. You know. Some weeks later I was sitting down with my sponsor for the first time. Telling him my story. Telling him about what had happened to me. and What I was going through. And what it looked like internally. And he said. You know. When this happened, turn to this page. This is when you did step one. This is when you admitted to your innermost self, the alcoholic. Label it and claim it. He went on. Then you were sitting in the back of that meeting. <clears throat> right then, you could say to yourself you were open to there being a higher power. Right then, you laid down the cornerstone for the spiritual structure. You fulfilled the requirements of step two right then and there. And right then when you were like, whatever, just, I just give up, surrender. Right then and there, you did step three. Now, launch into a course of vigorous action. Do your inventory now. And you know what? I had no resistance. There was no part of me that was like, uh, I don't want to do it. I don't have time. I'm going to wiggle out of this. I'm going to put this off. I'm going to do this slowly. I just said yes. And I went home and I did it. And the fact that I just went home and started writing, you know, is evidence to me and has been since that I was serious. I did. Turn it over. 
and start to try to align my will with what I think God would have me do. So, really quickly, a year later, you know, um, when I started to really get back in self a lot, and I started to focus on form instead of substance, I became really miserable when I was sitting, you know, meditating, hands folded, arms folded, legs folded a certain way, incense, candles all around me, praying really hard. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things, but, and I was just all about the form of it, but in my heart, I had lost interest in turning my will over. I wanted all kinds of stuff. I wanted all kinds of specific stuff. And guess what? Prayers didn't amount to much. <laughs> so, anyways. I'm still not 100% on antibiotics, but I am going to go rest again. Feeling better, but let me go rest again. And thank you for the people who joke around with me about my male modeling career and emails. It's really funny. I love when people ad-lib, you know, improv with me, shoots that I've been in. It's really funny. I want to give a shout out to my friends in Texas. Thank you so much, all of you. If you're in Texas right now and you're listening to this, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and But wherever you are, thank you so much for listening means a lot to me. It really does. And um, I'm going to go. Everything's okay. I have a friend who was just diagnosed with a very serious life-threatening illness. And I just want to say to that person that I love you. And that I am. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same. <laughs>